0: Hello, hello, welcome to, of course, uh, Griff Talks Football with your host, Griff. Here, i um, just adjusting my laptop, but uh, still drinking this turmeric latte, which is an interesting taste, nevertheless. But I recommend uh, Sin City Brews and Cypress. Um, but uh, the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. Um, I don't pay attention to Pro Bowls that happened last weekend, uh, it's not real competition. In my oops, in my uh, personal opinion, if you will, um, but nevertheless, I know that people often enjoy the Pro Bowl. As for Super Bowl, you got two two, two good teams coming up: uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, there's not like a certain team I'm rooting for because Houston isn't in it. Including Brown sure ain't in it. And then uh, the Packers uh, lost to the 49ers a couple weekends ago, and they're not in it. So, I um, Nevertheless, I'm looking forward to the game. I'm not previewing it. I'm just going to talk about the game after it's finished. Um, I mean, evidently, it's just two great teams. One's good at running the ball very well and playing good defense all in throughout all of its game plan all phases involved whether it's defending the run defending the pass sacking the qb not allowing many points per game and so forth um as for the chiefs their offense is explosive um in terms of passing the ball a lot and then uh, their defense has been playing well as of as of late especially defending the run so i mean i guess there's my small review there but nevertheless um I'm looking forward to this game. However, this episode is about um, the free agency coming up, but more specifically, the QBs or these notable QBs that are going to be involved um, for this upcoming March and maybe mid-April, depending how how uh, long it lasts. But typically, you know, free agents when it comes to like key signings uh, usually last all of March. Um, Because when you're having like a huge free agent come in, or at least you're trying to sign this particular player because you believe this particular player um, will impact your team in a much more positive manner and be able to give you the best opportunity to be able to win games, um, you'll see dollars flying out the window in order to get this particular player on your team. Um, And so again, I'm just going to look at QBs, notable QBs, Um, that are going to be available this upcoming March. And so I'm going to talk about the stats that they had this previous season, you know, their age and what teams may be a good, good fit for them. Um, I thought this was, this was fun. I don't often like to speculate. Um, but I thought this was a good way, or this would be a fun way to speculate if I am doing it, which I am now, uh, talking about these, uh, QBs. And so... Before I talk about these QBs, I need to talk about the teams that are going to be looking for a QB um, in March, maybe in the draft, and, and so forth. And so, like, uh, for example, the, there are 11 teams, of 32 teams in the NFL, there are 11 teams looking for a QB. You got the Buccaneers, you got the Panthers, but with the Panthers, it all depends on the situation with Cam Newton and what the current head coach, Matt Rule, wants to do. There's not that information out right now of him saying he wants to keep Cam Newton, of him saying that he's getting a new QB and so forth. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, but also depends with Baker Mayfield because he had a shitty performance uh, this past year. Granted, you can point that out to the coaching with Freddie Kitchens, uh, but it was nevertheless Baker Mayfield didn't have a great performance. Um, He led second in the NFL with 20, I think, uh, 21 interceptions, 21 interceptions. Um, And that's nine behind Jameis Winston, who threw for 30. Um, But then again, Jameis Winston also threw for more passing touchdowns and passing yards and had a better completion percentage compared to Baker Mayfield. Um, but nevertheless, Baker didn't have a good performance last year. And then the Indianapolis Colts, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, but that's also dependent on what they want to do with Gardner Minshew and uh, Nick Foles. And then the Tennessee Titans, the Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos, the Miami Dolphins, but it's also dependent on Josh Rosen, who's still a young QB, who unfortunately was in terrible circumstances with a a terrible organization with the Arizona Cardinals and then uh, the New England Patriots because of that situation with Tom Brady. And speaking of Tom Brady, he's 42. He had his probably his worst completion percentage as a starter throughout his playing career was 60.8 completion percentage. He did throw over 4,000 yards, barely 4,000 yards with 24 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions. So a good touchdown-interception ratio with the receivers he was working with, with the tight ends that he was working with. He has James White and an old Julian Edelman. That's that's about it. Even then, I'm not sure if Julian Edelman is going to stay with the team just because he was dealing with, a, um, I think, an arrest charge a couple of weeks ago. Um, something had to do with, like, Uh, destroying or doing damages to a car. So, fun. Um, So, again, he had okay stats or good stats. But, I mean, look at the teams that Brady may be a good fit for or may not be a good fit for. With the Buccaneers, they're a vertical team. Brady doesn't have the greatest arm strength. And each QB that has worked under Bruce Arians within their first year tends to throw double-digit to 20-plus interceptions. For Jameis Winston, it happened to be 30. So you may have great passing yards, good passing touchdowns, but also throw tremendous amounts of interceptions in this offense. And then it it does take a while to get acclimated and to then become – very efficient and effective in this offense, which has been proven. I mean, Carson Wentz, 2015, was an MVP candidate. Ben Roethlisberger, when being coached under Bruce Arians, who was his offense coordinator for a couple of years, had good seasons. Um, same thing with Andrew Luck. He broke the uh, rookie, rookie record for most passing yards in a season. But he also threw like 16 interceptions and 24 touchdowns his rookie year back in 2012. So this often works, but it, in order to become more efficient and effective in it, it does take longer. And Brady is going to have a short career. He's probably only got two or three seasons left because of his age. So I don't think that's a good fit with the Bucks based on his performance and arm strength. And then you look at the Panthers with what they have, that's a maybe. But it's going to be a run dependent team with Christian McCaffrey. I know they brought in Joe Brady to be the offense coordinator who had like a tremendous, who was a passing game coordinator with Joe Burrow this past year. And Joe Burrow had tremendous stats, but they certainly don't have the weapons necessarily to be a pass team. It's going to be dependent on the run. I definitely guarantee it's going to be dependent on the run with Christian McCaffrey. With the Cleveland Browns, that's that's going to be a no, just because of how dysfunctional the organization is currently. Despite hiring a new coach, hiring a new GM, um, I don't think Brady wants to go there because Brady is also wanting to win. Then you look at the Cincinnati Bengals; they're going to draft a QB, so they're not they're not hiring anyone. They're going to, or not hiring, but rather drafting anyone. Uh, I'm sorry. So they're going to drop the QB. They're not looking at free agency for QB. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, the Indianapolis Colts. They may be a good fit, but then that's also the house of Peyton Manning. And he's friends with Peyton Manning. So I'm not sure how that would work out. I don't know. Just because of mutual respect, I'm going to say no to that. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Their money is tied to Nick Foles. And they got Gardner in they're not looking at Tom Brady. They're looking at either a) how to get rid of Nick Foles, who's wanting to take Nick Foles, and b) who wants to take Gardner Minshew, because Nick Foles is the one with a four-year, eight million-dollar contract. Gardner Minshew does not. Gardner Minshew had better stats, of course, but Nick Foles wasn't—he wasn't healthy. He was gone for like majority of this season. So there's there's that. Tennessee Titans um they're also a run dependent team but they throw vertical so tom brady that's not a good fit for brady either and then you look at the los angeles chargers they throw vertical they have weapons there but they have a terrible o-line and brady is not mobile look at the denver broncos Mm, they need a mobile qb because their o-line isn't that good and drew lock is somewhat mobile and they're also, again, run dependent. Um, Miami Dolphins, that's a no. And so that leads back to the New England Patriots. That's probably the best fit for Tom Brady just because of the familiarity. It's been there forever. in the system that he's been under with Josh McDaniels and then working with Bill Belichick. I don't see Brady leaving I know he wants that $30 million contract. He's not going to get it. None of these teams I mentioned with or are looking at Tom Brady, or who I think may be a good fit, they're not going to give Tom Brady a $30 million contract. They're not. For the age that he's at and the way he's played this past year and not having that arm strength, they're not looking at him to, to, to give him that $30 million contract. So I'm going to say the Patriots are probably the best fit for him. And then for Phillip Rivers, he threw over 4,000 yards, so 4,615 yards passing, 23 passing touchdowns, but 20 interceptions with a 66 completion percentage. I don't think Los Angeles Chargers are going to sign him back. Again, they have a terrible line, and Phillip Rivers is not mobile. I think he's got better arm strength compared to Tom Brady with the age that he is. I think the best team for Phillip Rivers is probably going to be the Buccaneers. Even though it will take a lot of time to get acclimated, he's certainly younger than Tom Brady at the age of 38. And he can still throw deep, and they have the weapons to do so. And then with Teddy Bridgewater, 67.9 completion percentage. 1,384 passing yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, with a 5-0 record as a starter with the New Orleans Saints. He's probably going to get a lot because of his performance with the Saints. There will be a team probably going to give him $30 million. Now, who that team may be, um, that maybe the Colts. Maybe the Colts. But it's also, they also gave a huge contract to Jacoby Brissett only for two years, though. So he's got one year left on the contract. I would say the best fit is probably the Chargers. I mean, he plays similar to Drew Brees in his sense of the arm strength. He's more mobile than Drew Brees. Am I saying he's Drew Brees? No. I'm saying he's still young. He's 27 years old. I think the Chargers draft focus... In free agent focus is going to be on the O-line. But they're also going to look at a young QB. And I think they're 15th in the draft. So I think... And they have the draft capital. Uh, they, they have the uh, the means to pay players. So they have the cap space for it. So I do think Bridgewater being there is probably the best fit. Um, Taysom Hill... He's probably going to stay with the Saints. I know he probably wants to play QB, but he's a very versatile player. And he hasn't had that much playing time playing as QB. He's throwing passes in career, yes. But the Saints decided to rule with Teddy Bridgewater here, not Taysom Hill. They put Taysom Hill at tight end, running back, receiver, wildcat formations, anywhere really. So he's probably going to stay with the Saints. Jameis Winston, 60% completion percentage, one of eight QBs now in the NFL history to have thrown 5,000 yards passing. Fun fact, Drew Brees has done it five times. 2008, 2011, uh, 2013, 2015, 2016. And, yeah, hold on, 2008, 2011, 2013, 2015, 2016, that's when he's thrown over 5,000 yards. I knew there was another season in here. He's thrown it five times. Um, but nevertheless, um, he's also thrown 33 touchdown passes but 30 interceptions with the Buccaneers going 7-9 and nine this year. Had the turnovers been cut down, the Buccaneers could have been a playoff team because they do have the talent. Their defense played better late of the year. They ranked first in defending the run, but they struggle mildly against the pass. And so Winston does have the arm strength, but that turnovers, they need to be cut down. And so either the Bucks are a good fit or maybe the Chargers or maybe the Titans. That's because the teams do throw vertically. I think the Bucks are going to part ways with James Winston to either look at Phillip Rivers or draft someone. Uh, but I think the, the best fit for Winston, looking at these teams, is going to be the Chargers. But I think the Chargers are probably going to look at Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and... Maybe, maybe, just maybe uh, the Broncos. But I think they're going to stick with Drew Locke. Looking at Ryan Tannehill, I think the Titans are going to do everything that they can to sign and to keep Ryan Tannehill and extend his contract just because he did so well this year. Under that Tennessee Titans system, I mean, he threw... Starting eight games, going seven and run one as a starter, leading the Titans to the playoffs to an AFC Championship game. He had a seventy completion percentage, as well as two thousand seven hundred forty-two passing yards, with twenty-two touchdowns and six interceptions. So a good touchdown to interception ratio. So I think the Titans, by far, with the familiarity, is probably the best fit. For Marcus Mariota, I don't think he's going to be a starter with any team that he signs with. I think he's going to be a backup. Um, and then one other QB that I forgot to mention was Alex Smith. Alex Smith has been this forgotten person. He's still with the Redskins, recovering from his leg injury. He's probably going to be healthy by the time the 2020 season rolls around. And under Ron Rivera, they're either going to you know keep Dwayne Haskins as a starter, maybe Case Keenum as a starter. I think they're going to try to trade away Alex Smith. But then what teams are going to take Alex Smith? Depending on this Tom Brady situation, if there's a team that actually wants to go after Tom Brady, and if it that does happen, it may be um, the Chargers or the Broncos. Even though the Broncos are most likely going to stick with Drew Locke, but they want Drew Locke to sit. Or compete against someone who's done it forever, and it's Tom Brady. The Patriots may trade a third, fourth round pick for Alex Smith and then wait in the draft to draft someone else if Brady decides to leave. If Brady stays, I think a good fit would be with the Bears just because of familiarity with Mac Nagy. Having learned and coached under Mac Nagy, even though Matt Nagy was the one that worked for um, Andy Reid for a number of years so it's that Andy Reid system that's the only way and then it's going to be Alex Smith and Mitchell Trubisky competing against each other for the starting gig even though the Bears GM and I think um, Matt Nagy the head coach of the Bears have publicly stated that they're going to stick with um, Mitchell Trubisky so this I can't wait to see how this free agency pans out but that's 11 teams. I've listened to QBs here. Can't wait to see what happens. But nevertheless, I hope you have a kick-ass week, y'all. Still working on season two, by the way. I do have my trailer up on my podcast. I'm still looking to see um, starting YouTube series um, and then continuously doing my blogs, which I'll upload a blog specifically about Tom Brady, the free agency, not the other QBs. Um, But nevertheless, have a kick-ass week, y'all, and I'll see you soon.